brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. It's a pleasure to have you with us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show. A single story long, just a few minutes, in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill them with some great storytelling. And we've got some great storytelling for you today. We want to remind you, of course, that we bring you a few of these bites each week in preparation for our Thursday full hour-long episode drop, an hour filled with stories for you and your family. This Thursday, enjoy a performance by Charlotte Blake Alston, the wonderful storyteller and musician recorded live in the Appleseed studio, a story called Takane the Brave. You won't want to miss that adventure monster story, and we'll be glad to have you with us on Thursday. In the meantime, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by Dr. Heather Bigley, one of our producers. Heather, it's great to have you with me. Well, hello. We're going to hear a little Donald Davis story. Yeah? Tell, Mrs. Us, tell us all about it. Yes, Mrs. Rosemary asked about you. Yeah. Um, which is all about uh, someone not really caring about Mrs. Rosemary until it's a little too late, but then learning a lesson. Yeah, this is from Donald Davis, the wonderful North Carolina storyteller. People call him the dean, the dean of storytelling, one of America's most beloved storytellers. And this story, we should say, is actually kind of a story fragment. It's part of a much larger work, a larger work called Sea Rock City. This story brings back a lot of memories for me and thoughts of artifacts that have been saved, whether I know about them or not, from my own childhood, whether it's my mom saving magazine clippings or you know, newspaper That's clippings nice. or whatever, you yeah. know, photos from when I was a kid. Uh, it's kind of a, well, we'll listen to it and then we'll talk more. Here's, okay. uh, here's Mrs. Rosemary Asked About You by Donald Davis. I began to forget about Mrs. Rosemary. After all, that was baby stuff, old kindergarten. But once in a while, my mother would come home in the afternoon, and she would say, Oh, I saw Mrs. Rosemary in the store today, and she asked about you. And I thought, big deal. Old kindergarten teacher never thinking that she might have had more than one class of 15 children to ever ask about. And as time passed, the story was always the same. I saw Mrs. Rosemary at the grocery store. I saw Mrs. Rosemary at church. I saw Mrs. Rosemary walking down the street, and she asked about you. Even when I finished high school and left home, it never stopped. On every trip back home, once in a while, the report would come, Mrs. Rosemary asked about you. And then finally, maybe a dozen years out of high school, on one trip home, the question never came. And then finally, my mother said, oh, I almost forgot. Remember Mrs. Rosemary your old kindergarten teacher? I thought, how can I forget her? She keeps asking about me. Well, Mrs. Rosemary died about a week ago. You know what? Remember Ernestine, their daughter? She's lived over there at the house with them, right, right down till Mrs. Rosemary died. I saw Ernestine in the grocery store yesterday and... She asked about you. 
And before that afternoon was over, I found myself in the car driving toward the Rosemary's house looking for Ernestine. I pulled in the driveway. There was the little house. My mother had always called it a stone cottage. That's exactly what it was. There in the back was the little workshop where Mr. Rosemary used to make the rhythm band instruments. I could almost imagine that he was still in there flattening pot lids. I got out of the car and went straight to the goldfish pond. And I stood there and visited the great, 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 great grandchildren of the goldfish we had changed the water for all those years before. Ernestine must have heard the car come in the driveway because I heard the door open as she came out on the porch to see who was there. I turned to look, and when I saw her, now 30 years later, she was the very image of Mrs. Rosemary. Same size all the way up and down, top to bottom. Same bathing cap, flat brown curl hair. I thought at least these days she can spray starch it before she irons it and puts it back on. Ernestine said, oh, come inside. I was just going through some of Mother's things. There's something I want to show you. We went inside the little house. There on a long shelf under the front picture window was what looked to me like a long row of notebook binders. Ernestine counted her way down the shelf, and when she pulled one out, I saw they were photograph albums. And then when I looked at that long shelf, I realized Mrs. Rosemary must have had 40 years of kindergartners to ask about. We carried the album to the table. There on the front, hand-lettered, it said, My Hopes and Dreams, 1949. I remembered that the Rosemary's had always taken lots of pictures with a little box camera you squinted through, but I'd never seen any of those pictures till we opened the cover and there we were. On the left side of every page, back again in kindergarten. There were six pages of the rhythm band marching around the church. There we were, sitting on the hood of the panel truck at the Pet Dairy Company, eating Dixie cups of ice cream with little flat wooden spoons. There we were, about to fall into the fish pond at the Rosemary's house. There we were, climbing on the tanks. There we were, begging to slide down the pole at the fire station. And on the right side of every page, newspaper clippings, where Mrs. Rosemary had followed every one of her hopes and dreams as far as the newspaper had. I read right there in an almost brown newspaper clipping about making all A's in the third grade. I read right there about my rock collection, which won the sixth grade science fair. I read about being in the high school band. 
I read about being the speaker at the Latin Club banquet. I saw clippings my mother didn't even have. I read about my own graduation from high school. I read about going to college in Mrs. Rosemary's Hopes and Dreams book. Ernestine and I looked at the pictures and read the clippings a page at a time all the way through to the last page. There on the last page, in a faded newspaper photograph, was Bobby Jensen wearing a Marine uniform. I said, I should have known that Bobby Jensen was a bad boy. Ernestine said, oh, mother was always so proud of that picture. She said when she first got Bobby Jensen, he was the only real crybaby she ever had. We finished and closed the book. I said, Ernestine, I think I have finally met your mother for the first time just today. And now that I've met her, I miss her. I'll bet you do too. She said, of course I do, but you know, it's okay. Mother probably never told you this because you weren't old enough, but she used to always tell me that nobody ever died for no reason. That if somebody died, it was either because they got too hurt to get well, or too sick to get well, or if they were really lucky, just plain too old to get well. As we looked at the long shelf of photograph albums, Ernestine said, we were all very lucky because Mama got to live to be just too old to get well. Donald Davis with a story called Mrs. Rosemary Asked About You. Actually, a story fragment. It's just a piece of a much larger story called Sea Rock City. And it's been my pleasure to listen to it, not only with you, but with our producer, Heather Bigley. Heather, thanks for bringing us that story today. Yeah, I, you know, when I was thinking about the story, I was really touched by all the work the teacher does yeah. um, to sort of keep track of these students that he had, she had 40 years of kindergartners. That's yeah. sort of amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if – I don't even remember my kindergartner teacher's name. <laughs> I remember she was beautiful. Uh, she We lived in West Virginia at the time, and I know that she had just gotten engaged, and she had – what seemed to me, I mean, we were on food stamps, seemed to me the biggest ring in the world huh. on her finger. Wow. And, um, and yeah, and I just thought she was beautiful. And But that's it. The things we remember, <laughs> the things that stick with us, right? Yeah. You remember your kindergarten teacher's <laughs> ring, yes. right? I, I I mentioned before the story that I, I, I think about some of those things that were saved 
not by me, but on my behalf. Right. By usually my mom. My mom was a saver of drawings that I made as a kid or, you know, if I was in the town newspaper for something, she'd, right. you know, she'd. And, 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 and what, it, what it makes me, I, I'm really kind of brought up short by the way that my memories of my own childhood are shaped by the artifacts that I have. Right. Right. My my memory kind of follows the contours of the artifacts that I have. Right. And where there's not an artifact, the the memory kind of goes soft. The yeah. memory kind of goes fuzzy. You know, you know that doesn't change, though. Um, my father, who is 72, was just in the shortest St. Patrick's Day parade in the world. <laughs> it's an actual event in West Virginia. <laughs> and uh, he sent us all. The clipping from the newspaper was like <laughs> mailed it out to us. It was like I need you to keep keep this for me. Um, so keeping clippings, I think, I think in fifty years, um, am I going to be around in fifty years? No, in twenty years, <laughs> that'll be an important clipping to me yeah. uh, about my dad and his life. Yeah. So we don't think sometimes to uh, to to. To, to, to save an artifact or to make an artifact of right. an important memory. And, and sometimes when we do, that memory can come springing back to life yeah. 20 years from now. Right? Yeah. Yeah, delight to hear that Donald Davis story. Mrs. Rosemary asked about you. And, of course, on Thursday, join us for Charlotte Blake Alston and a story called Takane the Brave in an episode filled with stories about adventures that, well, get you in over your head. You won't want to miss a single story in that episode coming up on Thursday. Heather Bigley, thanks for joining me on today's Appleseed Bite. Always a pleasure. I'm Sam Payne. Can't wait to be with you again on the Appleseed. Thanks for joining us for a bite brought to you by the Appleseed.